Mannequin Chill is back. We are doing round two and round three of the 12-team Start 11 Superflex Rookie Mock 30-man rosters. And in the first round, the top eight picks, Shane, were pretty chalk, four quarterbacks. We had three receivers and a tight end with Brock Bowers. And then we ended it with three receivers. We went Brian Thomas, Keon Coleman, Troy Franklin. And in between, you drafted the tight end two and Jatavian Sanders. So we're going to start in the second round. And really with these picks, I think we already started talking about it in the first round. That At that 109-110 range is where you're definitely considering trading for a future first. Before we get into the picks, I just wanted to have you kind of talk about the ability to maybe combine something with one of these picks. And maybe you have to go out a future year to get a 2026 first. But just want to kind of get your pulse on, you know, this trading this 201, 202. If you're in that range, you would add a second to go get a 26 first, right? And just take yeah, the process. Yeah. Don't even care who's on the board, right? Definitely. And that's the process, right? Because you always want a first over a second. You always want a first over two seconds. You know, you could plug that into a calculator and by points you might lose by 37 points or 37 cubic meters, whatever it is they use to measure them on their calculator. But in the real world, the real trading world, it's a lot easier, a lot more beneficial to have an extra first than a couple seconds to make deals with. So yes, I'd add multiple, a couple seconds together, see if I could get a 26 first. I know it's two years from now, but it's still going to be something you could use probably in next season as well uh, with the way we play the game now. Yeah, we'll talk about this process uh, a couple more times throughout this, just focusing on, okay, we're at a spot. What type of move would you make if you wanted to get out? So consider that being a move you're always looking to do if your league is active, if you think that maybe you have more buying power later, if you have future picks. So I'll start it off at 201. Uh, I debated this player at the 111, and I opted for Keon Coleman over this player just based on draft capital. But I actually like this receiver probably more. So I'll go Xavier Worthy, 201, first pick of the second round. I think he gets good draft capital. I think he could go in the first. I think he has a trait that you can't teach with his speed. Uh, he's little, but I don't think that really deters receivers anymore from being productive. And I do think he's been a name that's been on the radar since he's been a freshman. So I think there's the full package with Xavier Worthy to where he could be one of the ones where you look back and go, this could be a Devontae Smith. This could be a Hollywood Brown where he, man, I wish I would have had more shares. And he's got a good profile. So it's not like he's somebody like Hollywood Brown that didn't have a great profile or somebody that had question marks. Like it's really just his size. And I hear drops, but I don't give a shit about drops. You know, that's something that you can coach, you can teach, you know, maybe it follows a player, but I'm not going to go. I'm going to ding him over other receivers. So Xavier Worthy, 201. So you are up at 202. Where are you going? I don't love any of these players. And if you give me an out, I'm going to take an out. But one of the things I'm doing is, like you said, can I find someone that I think the community is going to like better than me if something ha happens? Like, do they like them better than I do right now? A guy I don't particularly like, but doesn't matter. The community does. I'm just looking at the Destination Debbie uh, 80 that we've got from some of our mock drafts, uh, a lot, a lot of mock, mock drafts we've we've had. But over the past two weeks, dude's been rising. Is uh, I'm going to mispronounce his name, Adonai Mitchell. That dude. I, again, I, I don't really know much about him other than he's big. He's not particularly fast, right? But again, I don't really care about any of the specifics of him. I, I just care that the community seems to be getting steamed on him a little bit. And we're drafting today. Maybe in a month, he's at 110, 111. 
and I can I can move him to someone else in my league. Obviously, our draft already happened, but I'm saying that his values continues to increase. Yeah, A.D. Mitchell, also uh, known as Adonai Mitchell, transfer from Georgia, went to Texas. Uh, he's probably the next receiver off the board, late first, top 50 pick, definitely. My only downside on him is looking at Trinity stuff, right? Like, I've pretty much started to use the Trinity for pretty much everything. We don't have exact Trinity translation from college numbers to NFL numbers, but looking just at the components of his yards after the catch, he's like one of the lowest in the class in Yak. And he's also one of the lowest in the class in terms of getting cheap targets. So if you're looking at like targets that are easy, short area targets, like almost projecting him to be, what is he? Not a target hog, not like a big slot receiver, but also not a guy that's going to get yak. So doesn't mean he can't be good, but I just think the outs for a receiver like that are, they're tougher. Not saying he's Quentin Johnston, but he could have the Nico Collins, T Higgins type bet where it's like, he's got to be a certain thing and it either works or it doesn't. And if it doesn't work, then, you know, he's somebody that people are going to sour on pretty quickly, but I can't argue with it from a draft capital standpoint. I'm going to go Roman Wilson at 103 or 203. Same process as Keon Coleman. I think he's probably a top 50 pick. I think he wins in a way that people are going to like him. They're going to excuse away his college production because of his situation. And I can see him being in a very specific landing spot where he can produce right away. So Roman Wilson, 103. Shane, you're up at 204. Are you going to stop the wide receiver run? Are we going to see a running back? We might have maybe seen a running back, but then you, you said something about it. So I don't want people to think that I was uh, bullied into making this pick. No, but I got another guy that the community seems to love, uh, or at least like a lot. He's very gritty, probably first one in, first one out. Uh, Ladd McConkey. Going to get a draft Ladd McConkey. And then as soon as he breaks a slant for a touchdown in the preseason and somebody gets a little horny for him, I'm going to trade him immediately for it first. I'll give up Ladd in a second for a future first. Ooh, so Ladd McConkey, that probably would have been my other pick. So now we're at a point where we have to decide, do we want to continue to hammer the receivers? Do we want to pivot to a running back? So let's talk through this theory real quick, because I think if you have to decide right now, we're both uncomfortable taking the running backs, right? Just what we know about running back assets. By the time we get to the draft, there will have already been at least a running back or two off the board. That's what our mock draft data says. It's just people are guessing as to who it is, what their landing spot's going to be, because I don't think we're going to be able to ride draft capital and say for sure that's going to be the guy. I think it's going to be very dependent on the landing spot, the team, the competition from free agency, and the scheme that they're in. That's it. There's going to be probably six different running backs that could end up being the running back one. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I didn't want people to think you were bullying me into the uh, last pick, but I'm comfortable starting going running back there. By the time the NFL draft rolls around, one of these backs is going to be steamed up probably into the first round of most rookie drafts. Who it is? We'll, we'll see. Well, I'm going to take Jonathan Brooks. And part of the reason I'm going to take Jonathan Brooks is I think he gets drafted the highest. And maybe this is just narrative, but I want to talk through this and why I've been a little more interested in Jonathan Brooks if he were drafting now. Maybe not so much later, but maybe later, depending on his capital, depending on where he lands. Shane, most people have Jonathan Brooks as their RB1. Good majority. A lot of people do. I'm sure you've heard the same thing, right? He also has a built-in year one excuse. Full stop. Doesn't produce in year one, it's because he was injured, right? He's allowed to have like a Kendra Miller rookie year, and it's okay. Blake Corum comes in and has a Kendra Miller rookie year. Sorry, he's too little, was never good enough. I don't know why I wasted a pick on him. From a game theory standpoint, he's almost my RB1 by default because there's already an excuse that if he's not ready, if he's quote unquote still recovering, he's going to get the benefit of the doubt, right? He's a guy that as long as he doesn't get the full clearance, he's good to go week one and then sucks. Feels like if he's just eased along and 
go somewhere and maybe they stalk about maybe starting him on the pup and whatever. Feels like he's going to be a guy that in year two, there's going to already be an excuse. So I kind of want to invest in that only because I'm having to blow a pick on a running back, which I don't love, but I'm also blowing one on a pick that I think has more insulation than your typical rookie running back where if they don't do good right away, it's literally where a lot of the guys from last year are sitting right now. It's like, uh, do you really want to pay a second for Kendra Miller or Roshan Johnson or because they didn't do enough as a rookie where you have to have them. You would take them, but you're not excited to move one of these picks for them. So I think Brooks represents a little bit of extra value that people aren't talking about. So that's my pick at 205. What you doing at 206? So I'm going to reach a little bit here. And this is actually going to be because I'm hoping he ends up on the Eagles offense where he's absolutely uh, tailor made for Bucky Irving. Mm. Obviously, he's not going to be a back that gets 20 touches. He probably shouldn't get 16 to 17, 18 touches, probably live in that 10 to 12 range. Devon A-Chain, welfare version of him. So I'll go Bucky Irving. But again, also, if he breaks something in the preseason, which is he's apt to do on a reception and just takes one to the house, I can see the community uh, getting very excited for him. And maybe I can profit off of him. That's fair to draft a profile where you think other people will like. And I think he's almost landing spot proof in terms of people are going to wait to see what they see with him before they're willing to decide. Because he's not going to be your typical, man, if he's drafted on a depth chart with another running back that looks like this, I don't want him. I think he's going to be seen a little more abstract by the community. So I don't hate the pick. Like we talked about, if you're going running back here, I think you can go in a multitude of different directions. I'm going to take Blake Corum just because I think he probably is going to get drafted as a running back that people are going to think is going to start right away. I also think if he goes to certain spots that there will be a community swell for him to where he could get up to Rashad White, Tajay Spears, James Cook, or higher level value. Not that those guys are super easy to sell, but you could also probably squint and get a 25 or a 26 first for some of those guys. And we're definitely not getting that for these picks. I could see Blake Corn be in a very similar spot. So I'm going to draft him at 207. You are up. We've had three straight running backs. We knew it would happen at some point. Are you going to continue it or back to receiver? What you doing? Yeah, everyone's going to hate me for this, but I don't care. I'm taking Trey Benson. I, I like Trey Benson for what it's worth. Again, I'm not a scout by any any measure. There's no measure in this world where I am a scout, so don't take my advice when it comes to scouting players, but I do like Trey Benson a lot um, from what I've seen. And he's probably the next running back off the board, assuming he gets his draft capital. Hopefully he gets some in the third round, but just, just looking at all these running backs, man, it might be fourth round. And we had some discussion about uh, is there a big difference between third and fourth round running backs in today's NFL? And that, that could be a future discussion. I'll go Trey Benson here, and I know some of the world might be wondering when the quarterbacks are going to go off the board and uh someday they will well they're going to go off the board right here and i don't love this pick but i do think we're starting to get into discussions of just trying to draft players again like you've mentioned with a couple of these running backs try to draft players that you may be able to flip i do think there's going to be at least one qb that we haven't drafted yet that is going to be drafted as a starter in 2024 i don't know which may not be week one but i think there's enough intrigue with the next three qbs that we're probably going to take in this mock that somebody may go all right i'm not going to invest premium draft capital in a qb but we're going to draft a guy give him a shot for this year because we're kind of just letting it rip and see what happens. Whoever that is, is going to be worth more than this pick. Right now, if I had to pick, 
surprisingly, I would think it's Bo Nix. I think Bo Nix is the one the NFL likes the most of the three remaining that I think we will draft. And I also think he's somebody that the community is kind of lukewarm on until they land with somebody that goes, I want that guy to start. And then the range of outcomes are Brock Purdy to Sam Howe to somewhere in between. To It could be a long-term starter if it clicks. If not, I still have a year. I mean, people were trading future first for Sam Howe last year, Shane, just because he was putting up a couple top 10 weeks and it's like he could be the future. Now, did you really buy those blurbs that he was the guy they were going to build around knowing their entire organization was going to be gutted and sold? Are they really going to stick with Sam Howe? We'll see. But I think Bo Nix represents a similar bet. So Bo Nix, 209. You are up at 210. I'm going to take a quarterback here. It's not the one I want to take because I don't have the cojones for that at this part of the draft. I'll say this, though. If I had no third-round picks and uh, the other quarterback was on the board right here, I would just take him. But assuming I have third-round picks, I think I can get him there in real life, not in this practice. If you have a third-round pick, you can definitely get Spencer Rattler. I'll just use the name now. But for now, I'm going to take Michael Penix. Same deal. I don't know which one's going to get drafted as a starter. I think both of them are going to end up getting starts and immediately trying to move them again. If I'm getting him at 210, Literally anything before that is a profit. Any honestly, I could trade that for any 25 second, and the chances are about 80% that it's going to be better than the 210. So I'm going to take Penix. I don't like him. I don't think he's particularly good, but he might get uh, he might get draft capital that's hard to ignore. So you hit something that's pretty key that I think uh, people don't think about with the picks in this range. At what point with what we've gone off the board in the last six picks or so, would you have just flat out moved it for a 25 second? Uh, Knowing that you can move the pick with the 25 second, you basically defer having to pick it and you can move it during the season or throw it into a deal and get something different. Where would have been your cutoff point? What pick? I mean, I just looking at the players that we've taken and obviously every board can be a little different uh right after 306 which feels like a cop out because i'm like at 206. 307 or 206 excuse me yeah 206 obviously i take any third for a second but yeah right after 206 it feels like oh this is getting a little um uncomfortably not good for me that i don't like this again it depends on how some of these boards fall say roman mm-hmm. wilson and lad mcconkey uh aren't taken where we take them and a couple other players fall off the board maybe it's the 305 maybe it's the 304 or, jesus again maybe it's the 204 maybe it's the 205 but no matter what it's definitely the 206 kind of got to know your league we get some questions and people will say well my league's not active Ever. They don't trade weekly. They don't have spot starts where you can buy. Like there is no activity like that. Uh, they also don't value picks at all. Maybe that's not the league you want to get rid of taking your shots in the draft. There there are leagues where you would go, okay, I don't really want to draft Blake Corum here, Shane, but my league doesn't like draft picks. So they would easily give me a second for Blake Corum, but Blake Corum represents something that they would love a lot more than the future second that I have to sell later on during the season. Like they're they're not going to value that second. They're they're not even going to be willing to sell you a, a James Connor for a second. They're not going to have any interest. So you kind of got to know your league before you make those pick deals. But a lot of our leagues are super active. So making those deals, you know, it's usually advantageous if you have the assets to blow during the season. Uh, Two eleven. I'm going to go back to running backs. This represents uh, an ADV player that I think a lot of people like. So I'm going to take Braylon Allen. I don't like Braylon Allen much, but a lot of people do. He's one of the guys, Shane. If he gets the right landing spot, I could see him going in the late first, the right spot where somebody's like. Ooh. 
man, late first, early second, if it's the right spot where I mean, people keep saying, man, he's replacing A.J. Dillon in Green Bay. Go ahead of this spot, probably. Then there's other spots where he could go behind another guy that's like him and no one would want him. So I think he's very polarizing, but I do think he has the name to where if there's anything positive, I'd probably just want to lock him up if we were drafting today. So Braylon Allen, 211. You're rounding out the 212, and then it's going to be Wild Wild West in round three. So what are you doing at 212? Who's to say it's not Wild Wild West right now? Like, I'm just going to go Malachi Gorley. I'm going to snipe someone in the third round that goes, man, I thought he would be there at 307. Well, no, he's not going to be. I just took him. So you're not you're not able to get him. Sorry. Like I said, it's a little early, but I'm fully on board with if you've got a guy, just get your guy now. And, you know, especially the way we play, there's going to be a few leagues where I don't have third round draft picks, fourth round draft picks, because I did use them on spot starts during the season. So if I want to get a player, it's going to be my last chance to, because I'm probably not going to really try to trade into the third or fourth round of a rookie draft. Not on purpose. I might accidentally do it. I like the pick. Uh, He would have been one of the next receivers off the board for me. This pick at 301 will start the third round. 